0: I'm Amy Kreider. I'm Lindsay Summers. And this is a behind-the-scenes chat about the progress of our novel, Kells, the Gospel of Columba, with the actress playing Una. And I've known Lindsay for a while. She's acted in several of my plays. But it turns out we have something in our backgrounds in common that I didn't know about until recently, which is that when you were going to college in Ohio, You were acquainted with, or at least had heard of, the woman who's my playwriting mentor, Dana Lynn Formby, who was getting her MFA there at the same time.
1: Yes, yes, that's correct. I've seen some of Dana's work when I was at OU, and she's great. Her writing is great, smart, she's smart, wonderful. Mm. And I met her at Chicago
0: Dramatist, where she was teaching. And at one point, she was even the interim artistic director. And I still consider her my mentor. And I even just recently took another class from her, privately separate from Chicago Dramatists. Uh, She was offering a master class
1: of
0: us. Yeah.
1: I want to say that I performed in one of her. There was a every Friday night, Ohio University Theater Department would do uh, midnight shows. And oh my goodness, now I can't remember the, the name of it. Midnight it, Madness, wasn't it? Midnight yes. Madness? Yes, Amy. Thank you. Yes, Midnight Madness. And gosh, those were fun because as an actor, it was really fun. It was always it was exciting to get asked to be in one, and every th- week it was something unique and fun. And you know, sometimes the subject matter was really silly, and sometimes it was more you know much more serious, but. Uh, as, a, as an undergrad, getting my, my BFA at Ohio University, it was really a really fun night to be a part of. Even if you just went to watch, it was always, you left just feeling so excited about making theater together <laughs> with all of these people.
0: And so you got your BFA, was that in acting?
1: Yes, it was. My BFA from Ohio University in theater performance.
0: And yeah. you're from Ohio, was this a local university for you?
1: No, Athens is about two and a half hours from where I grew up, but I was born and raised in Canton, Ohio. For those who don't know where Canton is, that's where the Football Hall of Fame is. (laughs) That's what it's known for. But I grew up there, born and raised. And I found theater when I was, I want to say in the seventh grade, sixth grade maybe actually. That was the first year that I went to a, a Catholic grade school, K through eight. And they did talent shows starting at like for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And I, I remember sixth grade, some friends and I did a, a choreographed dance that we made up to, gosh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it was a just a fun, popular song dance that we did in the sixth grade. And I remember that being really fun. And then I had a friend who was doing shows at the Canton Players Guild. And over the course of you know, my middle school years, she had talked it up, talked it up. And I would started to do more of these, you know, get more into the arts. And I'd always loved movies and TV and just the magic of all of that. So when I left, when I finished eighth grade, I went to um, Glen Oak High School. They had more of an arts offering than a lot of the uh, private high, so the the Catholic high schools. And I was ready for a change. I was really interested in the arts. I'd been bit by the bug doing these talent shows and there was a drama department and a choir. And so I got involved with those. I also joined the speech team and I, that was my sport for four years in high school. And then I started auditioning for the Canton Players Guild and I auditioned, I was a freshman in high school and uh, the it was for A Christmas Carol and it was the first thing I'd ever auditioned for. <laughs> so I was very nervous, but it was really fun. Everyone was so welcoming and so inviting. And I had to sing, which I, you know, I had sung in front of people, but that always makes me a little bit more nervous than just talking. And I got cast as Martha Cratchit and that was my very first play, like really produced play that I that I ever did. And I just loved every minute of it. So then I continued to audition for them. I got to do Christmas Carol a second time, because they do it every year. That's a big tradition at a lot of theaters, but at the Players Guild, I think to this day they still do the Christmas Carol. I also worked crew for a lot of shows there all throughout high school. So I have a lot of really good fond memories there that really solidified for me that this is what I wanna do. I love this, this is awesome. You like-minded people that you get to spend all this fun time with and you make something and you're just having a blast. Wow, and so what brought you from Ohio to Chicago? I kind of came the long way around to Chicago because I, I ended up going to Ohio University for college. And then when I graduated there, I had been toying with the idea of going to Los Angeles because I am an actor and I wanted to go to Los Angeles and see what I could do out there. You know, Los Angeles is very different than Chicago. And I always loved Chicago. I came here for the first time when I was, I want to say eight years old and we stayed one night and went to the American Girl place and (laughs) drove around the city in a taxi. And we saw at the time they had all of these painted cow statues all around the city. And I loved it, the energy of the city, that there was so much to see and so much to do. And there was just something about Chicago that I fell in love with. And so I'd always said I wanted to come and live here ever since I was little, (laughs) pretty much so. When I was in Los Angeles, I was, you know, I was working a retail job. I was going on some workshops. I auditioned to work at Disney a couple times. Nothing was really opening up the way that I had wanted. And with the job that I had, I couldn't come home as often home to the Midwest. I just was really frustrated. and I came home in the fall of 2012 and I landed in Chicago. And immediately felt better. <laughs> I just felt like I was at home. And so I'd started talking to uh, the same friend who had really encouraged me early on in my you know teen years to go audition for the Canton Players Guild. She lived here. She'd gone to college here and stayed afterwards. and she said, "I just I love it here, but I think I need a roommate. I'm just tired of you know being you know, living by myself. And I said, well, when's your lease up? And she said in like June. And I said, okay, I think when my lease ends in Los Angeles, I'll come be your roommate. And so that was sort of the, that became the plan that I would I finish my year out in Los Angeles. And then I, I came to Chicago and I've been here ever since. Wow. Was this roommate roommate also an actress? Yes. My, my very good friend Bree. Now she's Bree Nicoletti. So Bree, if you're listening, thanks for bringing me to Chicago. She and I met at St. Paul's. That was my the school I I went to as a kid in Canton, Ohio. And she came here for theater school, actually. And so that's how she ended up here. And we've just always kept in touch. I've known her. Gosh, she's practically a sister to me at this point. I've known her for over 20 years. So it seemed like the next logical place to be. Do you
0: have a favorite acting role that you've had over the years?
1: One of my favorite plays that I've done was The Misanthrope in college. I was the cousin of the main character, Eliant. That was the the character I played. Eliant in The Misanthrope, and it was the, the whole production was gorgeous. The costumes were gorgeous. She was this very hopeful, romantic character that just you know, she just radiated this zest and love for life and people. And I finally got to work with uh, David Haugen, who was one of my professors, he was directing, and he's fantastic. I also have been part of a web series. First, it was a short called Jess Archer versus uh, versus the X and then the series, the web series we shot a few years later. After I was out of college, it was Jess Archer versus, and I play Melinda Green, and she starts in the in the short film as a like goth kind of character, has a lot of edge, very dark, very you know, and also very dry. So she was a lot of fun to play, and then in the reincarnation in the web series, she then had become a cheerleader and has changed a little bit, and <laughs> that was really fun. It was all in this all in the style of uh, Scott Prill, scott pilgrim that um movie is is this on youtube actually that's on the series is on last i checked it's on amazon prime directed by amy taylor so if anyone's interested you check it out there have you ever done an audiobook before not before
0: this no What is your thought about voice acting in the future? Do you have a daydream of being in a Disney animated movie, for example? Because I know you're a big Disney
1: aficionado. I would absolutely do more voice acting. I would. Yes, you are correct, Amy. I am. It's a it's like a dream to be a voice in a Disney movie. You know, my mom was asking me recently, you know, I wonder how different you would be if we hadn't introduced you to so many Disney movies and brought you to the parks from such an early age? And I thought that was such an interesting question because it, in truth, there that's, that's also part of it. My whole life, I was exposed to a lot of magic in terms of going to Disney parks and watching Disney movies. And then that sort of all naturally lended itself to where I am now, <laughs> being someone who's interested in performance and putting on a show and uh, vocalizations. So I would, I would absolutely love to, to do more voice work, especially if, if Disney was ever interested, I would jump right on that. <laughs> do you have a favorite Disney movie? My favorite is Beauty and the Beast. And Belle is my favorite princess and probably one of my all-time favorite characters. And I think that's because I've just really related to her early on in my life. Not just that we're both brunettes and, you know, we grew up in smaller towns. Mine wasn't nearly as small as the town she grew up in, but I think I've always had an affinity for reading and the things that I was interested in growing up weren't always the same things that everybody else was interested in growing up. And I always just found my people to connect with, but I absolutely have had my fair share of people who didn't get me people who didn't understand why I liked certain things. I mean, and that happens even now sometimes, but when you're growing up, it it feels different. And I've always been very close to my family and care very deeply about my family and would do anything for the people I care about. So I always resonated with that the way that she cares for her dad and would do did, you know, she was willing to sacrifice her own life to what her life would be to save him and take care of him and so i've just always really really connected with her and so she's she's my favorite so i
0: wanted to ask you also in terms of this audiobook did you face certain
1: challenges as you prepared to do it i think the the challenge for me was playing with the the vocalization of of some of the different characters without really doing really stark accent changes for each person because the idea you know, the idea of them living all in the same world they're all in Ireland mostly I remember early on trying to go listen back and make sure that Una sounds different enough from her daughter and that both of those women sound different enough from the women we encounter on the journey and that the the male characters sound enough like men that i could sort of (laughs) as a storyteller put on uh so that there's not confusion for the listener of who's speaking and uh what's happening so i think that was a fun challenge to play with because i love to i love what i love about doing this audiobook and having this opportunity is getting to play with different vocal ranges and, and that the accent, it's not super heavy, but you know, a little bit of that. I love that kind of work. So that's been really fun to, to do for this.
0: I noticed you said that you'd been to a Catholic school. Were you familiar with the book of Cows before this?
1: No, I'm familiar with obviously a, a you know, a, a A good basic understanding of the Catholic faith, and so the the religious elements of it aren't foreign to me in a lot of ways it it, it is reminiscent of what I grew up with going to church and. The language that we were were taught because of going to a, a Catholic grade school you do you have a religion class, so you learn a lot about the the history of the character of the the character's lives of the bible i don't know if it's (laughs) i call them characters because to me it's you know that's sort of uh when you're when you're thinking of the bible it's a book right so um so a lot of that wasn't foreign to me in 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 that sense but i was not as familiar with the book of kells before this no
0: was there anything that surprised you about the story that you've read so far
1: i think what's been surprising is how these these characters are moving through life and especially una how i think i think for a woman at that time of the world to be so willing to leave home to go on this journey that's surprising because people didn't travel nearly as much and if you did you knew it was going to be a really long venture and who knows when you were going to come back i something that i was i think surprised and also loved about una is this this drive to just do what she feels like she has to do especially when it comes to her daughter you know she's willing to just take this risk she just feels she listens to her gut that I gotta do this. I have to try. And I was, yeah, surprised and and excited about that for her. Oh something i that i um I do want to add in 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 the i guess religious realm of it is I do think that I think you do a lovely job, Amy, at incorporating it. I really like the reverence that you give the moments where Uh, Like, for example, any time someone comes back home or leaves, how they stop at the cross in the like their perimeter of their village. Because I don't think that it's something that's I think it's it's not like in your face, (laughs) so to speak. You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to be really religious about this and, you know, make it weird. I think that it's it's done in such a nice way just to show the 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 routine, the reverence sort of the ritual of it, and that I love that they are all so steadfast in their faith because I think that's really hard to in this day and age for people to hold on to those those acts of ritual around the prayers and the the moments that they take the quiet moments and the the way that they almost can in those moments connect with each other without having to say a whole lot or that una knows kind of what her husband is is thinking or feeling before he gets all the way into the village based on how he stops at the cross before he comes in and how he prays i just think that's all really great
0: Oh, thanks. I really did try to balance between not having this in-your-face religious content, but to just show it woven through the fabric of their lives. I want to thank okay. you for doing this part. And thank you
1: for asking, honestly. I, I'm always excited when you, you come to me and you say, are you available? Do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, I do. Thanks. And I think
0: it's all going along very well. And we do have listeners from different parts of the world. We have a listener in France who's been tuning in. We had a listener, I think, in Brazil at one point. And there's there's this one listener in Germany who just keeps listening to the same episodes over and over. I don't know if it's the same person, but it's the same town. I don't know if they're... Learning English and want to listen to things over and over. Um, I'd love to hear from this person and find out why he keeps downloading episodes over and over. We will be going on to part three Kayla's story with Baird Brucher. Awesome.